Welcome everyone to another episode of Kiwi Talks. I have in the studio with me the current uh, owner of Rep FM, and he's probably going to pass it on one day to the little sensation here, Jay Hustle. Yeah, probably, yeah. bro. He's probably going to get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So uh, first of all, I just want to know how Rep FM came about, man, because you guys are doing major things. Um, in South Auckland and for hip hop in general. Well, well, uh, man. First and foremost, bro, thank you for having us on the on your podcast, bro. And um, Rep FM, what a journey it's been. What a journey. Uh, it actually started in 2010 as an idea. Um, yep. uh, I'm from a group called Recommended Dosage. Me and my boy Hookbanger. If you watch our podcast, um, our live live uh, vids, daily dosage, you'll see us two in that. And me and that guy Hookbanger, we found it the hardest trying to get our songs on radio, bro. Yeah. It was. It wasn't like that you could just actually email and, you know, they'll get back to you or whatever, however it's going to work. It was just like straight, no con, no contact with us at all. And for us, instead of us getting frustrated about it, we thought we thought about it making a radio. We're like, man, we should make our own radio. And that was just the thought. Yeah. Until uh, one day, um, one of our good mates, uh, Mr. Sick, uh, if you've followed Rip FM over the years, oh, you'll, you'll yep. notice I that yeah, he, he, he actually ran the session, him and the movement. And they brought over a friend one time, and his name was Jimmy Posax, my bro Jimmy, and he's from Motara as well. And he was actually studying radio with, um, I don't know if you remember Kim and Corbett? Vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. so Kim and Corbett used to run um, maybe the ZM days way back in then. But I remember them when my mum and them used to listen to the radio. They used to always listen to their talk back in. He was his um, he was his tutor. He was his tutor for the radio station stuff that he was trying to study. And um, I said to him, bro, what's it going to take to make us a radio station? And he's like, well, man, we need this, this, this and that. And I was like, okay, cool. Next day we had it all ready. We were ready to go. And I said to him, what, what's it going to take now? And I said, if you don't know much about it, who do I, who can I talk to that can give us some direction on what we need to do? And he introduced me to Kim, which is Kim and Corbett from from these talk shows from maybe the 80s even. You know, he's an yeah, old guy. Yeah. yeah, so he taught him. And I went and met him and I said, okay, what's it going to take and what will, what's the worst that can happen to us if we do it? And he goes, well, anyone can do it and you can do it on a low-powered uh, low uh, frequency. But the thing is, there's certain frequencies you're not allowed to use in your area. Yes, I have yeah. heard that. Yeah, so he gave me one. He gave me one. He goes, oh, here's a, here's a list and go choose them. So we took the list and then went back and tried on our little antenna of our low-powered. And instead of looking at the list, we just looked at which one sounded the best. So we found <laughs> one and it was 106.5. And we're like, man, look at it. It's, it's cool. So we only got a little transmitter. And we pumped it out. And we were pumping it out. We're based in Mangere. And we could hear it at... Where, where is it? And we were Mount Wellington. You can hear it from Mount Wellington. This is from Mangere. It's quite a reach from Mangere to Mount Wellington and all the way up to Hillsborough. So that's a quite a, quite a long place from where we're supposed to be going. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were like, yes, yeah, sweet, that's us. And we started pumping it out on that. And like I said, we had the session going in there and we got a call about it not being, uh, being, being a legal you know, frequency. Oh, yeah. I heard that story. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That the council keep knocking on your door. Yeah, you're like, yeah. nah, 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 it's not. Because we're us. thinking, with well, how does he know? He can't. He can't find out that we got this thing going, bro. So, and then one day, this car come down and it had a big satellite on it, bro. And I thought, oh shit, they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. And they still come up and we're like, hey man, you're gonna nah, nah, what you talking about? And you get, look at that car out there. See that satellite? It's beaming and it's picking up right here. So that aerial over there, I was like, oh that, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Because he's talking about a legal radio station, and just down the road from us is a legal music studio. 
you know oh, so this is jay williams and then yeah, studio yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just on the same street as us and i just kept telling them illegal oh no you must be talking about illegal um music down the road there you know that's the only illegal thing happening down on the street <laughs> so how much how much does it cost to actually register a re- uh, radio station? so you pay you pay apra 320 for a low powered frequency and that covers oh, apra you pay yeah 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 so that's who i'm well that's who i was paying you know what i mean well, i hope it's the right person yeah, hopefully <laughs> hopefully apra wasn't getting hey thank you I used, to, money. I used to work for them at one point oh so, yeah so yeah. i know a little bit of the ins and outs yeah. but yeah i didn't know that they uh so well, my, you had to go through them to register a yeah, radio yeah. station. Yeah, so my registration covered me to play any music, and what happens is they pay you like one cent, maybe a half a cent off each song that we played, so I had to right. pr- um, provide the playlist for them. And when I provided the playlist, they took it out in there, and then they were like, oh, okay, we'll give half a cent to this person with this song, and it all adds up. And anything that went over our threshold of $300, well, 320 it was, yeah. um, the government covered the rest. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was like you started off and then whatever, you know, shortfall that you get, they'll put the rest in. It might have only been like another 50 bucks or something, you know what I mean, that we didn't cover in that in that registration. But APRA made sure that that money got spread out to all the artists that we played. So no doubt we were playing just recommended dosage, recommended dosage, and recommended dosage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been because I've been on the show before because uh, I know Pox, he runs the PTG yes, code PTG, and stuff. Yes, PTG. It's our ninja from out west. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, and you do, you do quite a bit of stuff in terms of the community as well yeah bro and you yep. have your uh what is it your beats competition yep. as well rip your beats rip yeah your yeah beats. Yes. so do you come up with all these ideas or do you work with your team uh so the ideas um uh, if, i don't know if you've or heard does of- jay pitch them to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah he pitches some ideas that i just say you're gonna you're gonna be owned for the rest of your life <laughs> but no no where, where it all come from was the radio what I noticed is a lot of people started sending us songs into the radio and the level of the music wasn't at the quality that I thought that we should, you know, I didn't want to say to people, oh, man, we're not going to play it because the quality's not there. What I did say to them is, like, mate, we'll play it, but maybe you need to go get this done, mixed and mastered somewhere else yeah. instead of just recording straight onto your laptop, you know what I mean? So when you say quality, are you just mean the actual quality of the sound or are you quality turning the, the actual, sound. or the mixing, the levels being yeah, uneven? Yeah, all, everything, mixing of the sound, quality of the sound. I mean, the message was always there. Right? We didn't really give them about what they wanted to actually say you know if they had issues or something that we find that music's therapy so whatever they wanted to get it yeah, out of them, yeah. get it out of them but i just wanted the message to be clear and meaning by that like get those beats mixed properly get those drums on there properly get those vocals you know sounding crispy so that you can hear all what you're trying yeah, to say yeah. you know what i mean and because of that we me and hookbang we sat there and we were like man what can we do to help these people that keep sending the music in that yep. is not at that level and we thought of an idea coming up with um a class called passion to profession so that's where it all started from there every yep. beat comp and all that was from our students from passion to profession so how many how many people attend probably in our first course we had 15 uh second year probably about nearly close to 20 people and then our third year we've had about 15 and then the year after that we got funded from the council so this is where the connection comes from right right yeah because we were doing stuff for the community and we were taking kids off the street and giving them a free course so they wanted to fund us so when they funded us i told them are you going to keep funding us or just just uh you know, a kickoff just to start us. And they said, nah, you're going to have to be sustainable after this. So I had to look for other work. So in between that, I was hitting up the guys in the class and I was saying, it's no use me pitching you guys uh, a program if you don't want any of these things. Because I had an idea what a program would look like from, 
you know, health and safety all the way to when you release a track and what you got to do, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So we're talking everything, the beats, the mixing, the practicing, the live sound and the DJs and until you're going to release it, you know what I mean? There's a process. So there was that process in there. I had a process, but everybody wasn't interested in the whole process. They only wanted to pick, you know, piece over here and a piece over here and a piece over there. Not realizing that it really is going to, everything was made like that for a reason because that's the process of releasing music. So some of them got it and then the next year they're like, oh actually i need to come back and learn that part because i know why you're trying to teach us that you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. so i started picking that up and when i asked him i said that was my start of my second year i just said what do you guys want to do and what do you want to learn and they said well we, we know how to make music we know how to rap and we know how to do this but we've never been on tour or we've never been out of auckland and i said okay cool that's cool i can line that up and i said what else and they're like i said what else do you really want and one was a beat maker at the time and he said what if there was a beat making comp? And I, I was just like, wow, okay, we can make that happen. Let's let's get that going. And then I said, what do you like? What do you think of the name Rip Your Beats? And the radio will back it. And the boys were like, yeah, that's us. And none of them entered. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hope, uh, hope you gave them heaps for that, man. Yeah, bro, man. I was just saying, man, you fellas wanted this and nobody entered. It's like, come on. But then what we did find is some people come from Hastings. Um, Yasin come from Hastings. But they drive all the way up. Man, some of them flew. Um, Christchurch, we had some beat makers from Christchurch that come all the way up to be in this beat battle. You know Damn. what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't realize it was going to be that big. I just thought, well, we'll do something for the community and it's representing our beat making comp. Because you, you guys culture. are on a national level. Yeah. No. Man. And I'll tell you a little story about our first ever beat making. The first ever beat making one that we did, the winner of that was Peter Pedro. I don't know if you know that name, but that name there is the Video Mantis of this year at the moment. Every video that I've seen go out lately has been by this guy. Yeah. And he was a beat maker. I didn't even know he did videos. Didn't even know. Didn't even know that he was in part of that. Well, and some people are real undercover. He was undercover, right? Because he's killing the videos right now. He's killing it, man. Check him out if you get a chance yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done all of Jay Hustle's videos. Every single one we've done. Oh, he's just done He's done videos. all of them. Yeah. And oh, he true. won our first Rip Your Beat comp. Damn. And he did my first video. Yeah. Because yeah. they're a real, real professional, man. Bro, check this. I was checking some of them out uh, just I met, him, days ago. Uh, I met him through the beat making comp, right? And yep. then um, last year, I had some students that needed videos. And I seen you had my brother Ryan Lovins on here. Yeah, yeah. And I asked him to come and do some of my students' videos for, yeah, yeah. for my students. And he goes, yep, cool. Gave me the cost. I said, sweet. We've got some funding for it. Come and shoot the boys' videos. He goes, I'm going to bring a friend. And he bought Peter. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you make videos? Because you know, I only know him as the beat maker. Yeah, and yeah. he goes, yeah, no, I make videos, bro. And I was like, wow. And I saw his shots. And I was just like... Straight after we finished, I was like, man, you've actually got some real good shots. Can you shoot a video for my son? And he goes, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for that. I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, yeah, no. Nah. And then after maybe a week later, he goes, actually, bro. I'll say, yeah, let's give it a go. I said, he's learning. This is his first video. So who gives a shit? Let's get out there and just try and make something happen. Yeah, yeah. He done that first video and it was so slick that I've seen him um, do at least, honestly, probably 30 videos this year. From that day, from that yeah. day. That, so what was what was the first? Call video? me Jarvis the Hustler. That was oh, the yes, first, yes, yes. So that was the first video that he did, and then since that happened, I was just like, wow. The next song we lined up, we were like, cool. We got the next song. I said, are you ready to do another one? Eddie? Let's go. You know, we did another one. Up in it, there was a bike competition one that we did. He did that straight away, and then this latest one, it was I so good. Bag. I got the bag one. It was so good that. Um, I had a good relationship with him because we had a small window to make that song happen. We only had the guy over our studio one night, and that was Big Mike, before he flew back 
overseas the next day. So he recorded oh, his wow. verse the night, and that night I said to him, I'm going to do the Record. video tonight for your verse at least, so at least I don't have to fly you back to do a video. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, if you can make that happen, I'll be a happy man. I was going, sweet. Done it. Boom. And uh, the key to it, and what I always try to teach this young fella here is, being prepared for the opportunity. If we weren't prepared you get, for that, yeah, you got to take the opportunity man, when it comes up. And that's just as important as taking the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people will take it, but then they'll miss the video. Yeah, they just have the song, and then we couldn't have that. So, and, yeah, I just made sure he was on the video with him. I said, like, "That's that part," and we we paid um, Peter Pedro just to shoot that one part, the full price of what he would do the video. And I said, "As soon as we finish the rest of the song, I'll get you to finish the rest of the video." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we caught up with Poetic after that. I said, "Bro, have a listen to what your boy did," and he goes, "Any room on there?" sure of course you can boom we lined him on there and then we just had to shoot that part in yeah because you've got a lot of connections man you know a lot of people. network is net worth brother like I it always... is man and particularly in new zealand man like, yeah it's it's a village it is it is so it's all about who you know not what you know it is bro you know what i mean and a lot of people are seeing that now with what i'm pushing with this guy um because you you have an advantage already yeah. over some people just because <laughs> of prestige yeah so yeah. you gotta take that man yeah Man, keep telling him that, bro. I'm trying to keep this one fan. He's just, just one ear and out the other. That's why I've always got his uncle, oh, hook banger was on the side and that because he doesn't listen to me, but he'll listen to his uncle. So. But that's, that's any kid, bro. They yeah. never listen to their yeah, olds, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. And I'm in my 30s, man. <laughs> we both are, bro. Yeah. Uh, I never listen to my old man at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know why, he's, why he is like how he is, bro, you know? But the thing is, like you say, bro, it's, it's all about your networks because if you burn bridges in New Zealand, especially New Zealand it's yeah. so small that you could actually cut yourself out of the game if yeah, you can't totally. work with anybody totally. like um, the song I Got The Bag people don't realise that well some people will but they don't, they're probably trying to figure out we've got Pawek who's a blood and we've got Big Mike who's a crip from San Jose on a song with a young guy like this yeah and that to me shows that we're about the unity. We're not about like, nah, we don't like to work with Crips or nah, we don't want to work with any Bloods. It's not our fault that that's what they are, but it just shows that we can work together no matter the colour. It doesn't matter about that. It's all about Facts. the music, you know what I mean? Whatever that is, you know, whatever the sound is that you're trying to go for. So, Well, music crosses <clears> that line, man. It does, bro, it does. And, and, and speaking on networks, um, there's two people that I've got to give it up to that helped me in the radios just this week. Um, number one is Athena. So she's from Flavor FM. Oh, yes. Originally from Rep FM. <coughs> she was one of our first lady hosts to actually be on Rep FM. And we started to try groom her at the time and the radio seen her and picked her up straight away. They're like, man. And she come and told me, she goes, bro, um, Flavor's asked. And I was going, wow, man. And she was like, but I'm, I'm all about rep and I was going no no don't don't get this twisted I said I can only take you so far we're a non-profitable organization for the radio there's no money here so if you need to make this into a career that's the place you need to go so she totally. went to flavor and I was happy with that and another guy that works at new FM moms so he's the program director over there he used to work with us as well yeah so Knowing that they used to work with us in there, as soon as I knew my son was going to get into music, I already knew who I was going to contact when it come down to promoting and marketing the song, whatever needed to be done. Yeah. The other stations, I just went up to them and rocked up and said, hey, man, this guy's 14. He still goes to school. 
can we get in there and do the interview? You know what I mean? And they're like, wow, 14. I say, yeah, and he can rap. So if you wanted to rap, he'll rap. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's why I like what you said about our networks. And you say, it's who you know, bro. Yeah, because it's all about connections. It man. is. And it if, is. You've, if you've spread bad energy to any of your connections, that sticks. You know what I mean? Like People what don't if, forget, man. People don't forget. Yeah. They, they'll smile in your face and say, yeah, hey, hey, hi. But realistically, they won't forget the energy that was caused. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer of energy. If the energy doesn't sit right with me and excuse me if we don't click, you know what I mean? It's, that's how it is. I feel that way. Like coming here, I felt the energy as soon as I walked in the door. I was like, <laughs> man, this looks better than Rip. We need to help our game. <laughs> you know what I mean? The energy, bro. It's all about that. But know? like I've been inspired by you guys. Wow. Watching you guys do your thing, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like a feedback loop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if I'm inspiring you, you yeah. know, it's because you inspired me. So Now look at, look at us, you know what I mean? And that's what it's all about. That's why I try to teach this young guy here is he's becoming influential, which is different from being an artist. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. artists, but then there's influential artists. Like, what are you gonna say to these kids if they ask you for some help? You know what I mean? Do you have a good story behind you, or you're just gonna lead them down the wrong way? So I was saying to him about when he misses class, and said people like your music and they love that you're doing music, but if you're missing class, those kids are looking at you. Oh, you can skip class and still become something. Look at what yeah, he's doing. You know, that's so right. I always drum that in. Sometimes time. it's easy to just take stuff for granted too. It is, and you don't appreciate it until you lose it. Mm-hmm. Are you and listening? then you can't always Are you get listening? back. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, bro. Like, yeah, fully. You know, you got one shot. You got one chance at this thing, and then you know, from there, it's just more hard work if you don't take that opportunity or you're ready for that opportunity. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's totally. been pretty busy in that in that area. But yeah, man, that's that's how rep started. You know, look at the journey that it's taken us on, and the kids we're helping because of that. You know what I mean? And you know, you could be creating the next New Zealand Dr. Dre or you know <laughs> yeah. Jay-Z or something you yeah. have no idea what your your courses may do yeah, where exactly. it may lead someone so yeah, no, it's no. really really cool it's really really cool right? I heard um, that you helped mix Savage's uh, what is it with a freak set with a freak set nope no, nope, that, that was song, you? No, no, <laughs> that song was recorded at our studio. It was recorded at your studio? Yes, yes. Okay. So the song was recorded at our studio, and the one that actually recorded was D-Love, the guy that's doing all Jay Hustle's music I right know now. him, yes. Yes, yes. yes. I met him Love. quite a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, next time you see him, ask him how ACDC is, and he'll laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having these little games that we play in it. So he's a good mate of mine, bro. But yeah, he yeah. was there when that was recorded. So when we recorded Freaks, that song there we didn't even think it was going to go that way you know what i mean we had a plan so how i met savage savage was introduced to us through my my cousin hookbanger yeah so hookbanger had done a song called twerk i don't know if you've heard the song twerk yeah he'd done the chorus on that so that oh, that chorus true. was actually recorded and sent to to um alfrisk from the Decons. Yeah, from so Decons. Decons hit him up first and said, can you do me a hook on one of my songs? And we did that and sent it to him. Then he come back and he goes, oh, sorry, I'm not going to be on the track, bro. We thought, oh, fuck, it's not feeling it. So we were going to do the song ourselves. And then he goes, um, yeah, nah, Savage wants the song. And we were like, Savage, that's in America right now. And they're like, yeah, 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 that fella. <laughs> and we're like, holy hell, let's do it. You know, let's yep. do it. So we took him there, took Hookbang out there and that, and we recorded the vocals for it. Then Sav had his verses done, and the rest was history on that song. But we created a bond just after that song. It was like, 
Because you guys seem pretty tight, you two. Yeah, oh, now we are. Yeah. Now we are. I, I didn't know him from Bag of Soap before before we were doing it, you know what I mean? Anything of that, it was, he heard one of our songs called um, Waste Poppers, which is from a recommended doses track. And it was a up-tempo, more like an EDM sort of flow sort of style. Yep. And he was buzzing out that he knew our background from our, you know, our street background from Mangere and what we've come up from. But we were doing music that appealed to like... We clicked onto it from the South Island when we were performing down there that appealed to like more dance rave people. Right. Yeah. And he was like, what made you just go that way? And I was just like, man, we want a different crowd. We, 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 we on the rap buzz, but we see the same people. We're trying to, you know, open our, our, our you know, broaden our, our, our reach of what we're trying to do. And he met us through that. That's, you know, show up and get everything good to right to the point. We ended up doing the song, doing the video, and then he was telling me that his contract was earning with, uh, um, finishing with Dawn Raid. So I was like, oh, when, so when was that? That was back in 2013. Yeah. 2013. That's when it ended his contract in that. So he signed off and, um, we went to Australia and did a tour with him. And when we come back, he goes, bro, I really like how you organized your boys. And I was worried about you coming over there because I had to get you followed somewhere to stay. And, you know, your flights were already sorted and you already had your own car. And I was going, well, when you told us to come to Australia, I paid for everything to make sure we were going to get there yeah. and make sure everything was sorted. So you don't have to look after us. And he goes, I need people like that around me. And I was going, oh, where are you heading with us, mate? And he goes, bro, would you like to manage me? I was just like, bro, I wouldn't know how to, how to do that, bro. I wouldn't know what the fuck to do, bro. Like, and he goes... Well, how about this? I can get us in the door, but I can see your mind will be able to help us make this thing happen. I was going, well, let's put that it this way. That must be humbling, bro. Bro, I was just like, okay, brother, you get me in the door and I'll do my job. Yeah. You know, and that meant like going to the radio stations, like I say, that always never answered me back, never put our songs onto these radios or anything. But as soon as I walked in with this man, hey, how's it going, man? I said, what's your name? I said, oh, my God, I keep emailing you fellas about our songs. from Remember me? Ah, oh, oh, savage! Or you were savage. I was like, Pfft. that's how. That's just how the industry and rolls. I, bro. I'm not even mad at that, bro, because that built Rep FM. You know what I mean? If that didn't happen, yeah. If they didn't say no, Rep FM wouldn't have been created. Yeah, that's if right. If Rep FM wasn't created, young kids in our community wouldn't have a place to record it. You know, passion to profession wouldn't exist. Mm. Rep your beats wouldn't exist. Everything that we do, our Sunday basketball, everything wouldn't exist if that didn't happen. So when people look at a negative thing and they think that they're trying to block you, think around it. Like, what can you do to better it? You know what spin I mean? Spin a negative yeah, into a positive. Yeah, spin a negative into a positive, bro. you got to. We've got to do that. Hey, you know what I mean? If we don't, then we sit there and just, like, look at the negative and just dwell over it. You know well, I mean? know a lot of people that just hate, man. They blame everyone else for their situations. That's right. Yeah. And it's like, well, you got to take some personal responsibility. Yeah. yeah Only yeah. you can get out of your situation. That's right. That's right. Only you can do what needs to be done, too. So, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, about, it's about making things happen. And if you don't make them happen, then you, you're always going to be behind the eight ball. So, so when know, you're so when when we say managing Savage, yeah. what do you mean? So you go to you go to radio. What what other things it, are you in charge well, of? Well, pretty much of when it comes down to a, more of the tour stuff. So when we were doing tours in New Zealand, yeah, anything like that, I'll be because I've got my the skills that I do have is live sound and that as well. Right. So when we go to events, automatically we walk in with Sav and the look on the sound man's face and everybody's when he comes in, they start sweating and everything because you know that this, this man's coming and he's big in America. He's, he's, he's got a presence. Yeah, he's him. got a presence. You know yeah. what I mean? So when he walks in the room, he's got a presence. All eyes on him. Yeah, and then like whoever walks in with him, 
they got to be a somebody, you know what I mean? So yeah. we're taking that fully to our advantage. It's like, okay, um, the bro's manager for you. Let me check the desk. I want to make sure that there's no feedback in this thing. I want to make sure that you're set up all right. I want to make sure the DJ's all done in that. So that's what I do, make sure that part's nice. already sorted. And I'll ring up the people if we need to be picked up and all that sort of stuff. But he gave me the control of, you know, um, when it come down to it, like negotiating deals for him, making things happen. Like we went over to Australia and did the deal with Ministry of Sound. You know, that was a whole nother world for me. i never seen how that works. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I've been in hip-hop labels and around hip-hop people, but not in EDM lane and not in dance party lane. That was totally different, bro. Like, it's a different vibe. Different vibe. Different click. Different yeah. people. The the artists are different too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, in, in New Zealand, I think our problem in New Zealand for our hip-hop game is other people don't like, see, like seeing other people succeed. You know what I mean? When I say that, when you're talking about other people, like some people look at us like, oh, he's with these dudes or they're connected with that. And that's our hip-hop community. That's what. Well, that's how they're treating it. It's tall poppy syndrome as it well. It is, bro. It's, it's massively that. It's massively that. But when, you went, when we go to the EDM lane, those DJs, are propping you, they're upping you, they're making sure that you got all your stuff ready, they got all these things, you know what I mean? Like, other artists don't do that. And I noticed yeah. the difference between our urban lane and that lane. And I'm just like, because no, they all I? they all work in conjunction with each That's other. That's right. right? And Where I'm it like, feels like sometimes in hip hop, you're trying to stand on each other. They it's, are. It's, it's all standing on top of each other to, to get to the, the top spot. Well, let's put it this way. There's crumbs that come off the music game and we're all fighting over the crumbs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone's trying to make a bread out of crumbs. It's like, man, we, we, we just got to work together. Let's all put the crumbs together and make one slice of bread and toast it. Let's make it happen. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Let's make this thing work. So, you know, the I'm grateful for, for Sav. Um, I mean, he gave me what I needed to, you know, like when it, when it come down to it. He said, man, I'll, I'll give you this percentage to do what I need to do for him. And I was going, man, I'm happy with that. I said, at the end of the day, you could give me a million dollars, but what I really want is the knowledge. I need to know this. I need to go into this industry and learn more about what's happening. Uh, two years after we started working together and I learned a bit more, that's when I started the courses up again. So does he live here or in America? In Australia. Oh, he lives Stays in Australia. Australia. Yeah, yes. Because Mariko and Frisco live in yeah, Australia Yeah, they're well. in Aussie as yeah, well. Yeah. So yeah, with him, he's actually over there and he's got more events over there than he does in New Zealand. Well, that so, makes sense. I mean, there's a bigger population as well. He's doing a gig to two or three gigs a weekend. You know what I mean? That's and crazy. That's but a lot of money. The, a lot of the money in music these days is mm. is not in sales. Nah. It's in touring. It's touring. You're right, yeah. bro. Like this, the the main three the, things. The, the industry's changed. It's changed. We're we're in a we're in a streaming industry now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can go platinum by people just listening to your song when they haven't even bought it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just like, the game's changing. Yeah. We got to think about the the actual money stream avenues that's actually out there. And you're right, touring is one, merchandise is the other one, and making sure you're on top of your publishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Making sure you own your rights to all your songs. Making Contracts. Sure the main part. That screws a lot of people over. Everybody. You know what I mean? And they just don't get it all sorted before they, they do it. I mean, like when we did my son's song, I Got the Bag. I gave their percentages straight away. I said, you own this part, you own this part, and you guys own this part. This so how did that, let's, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll segue into that. So how did the song come about? So, uh, yeah, yeah. You're so, up, bro. Uh, <laughs> so at first, um, <clears throat> I had a song and already had a verse and hook. And was this, hold on, without the beat? No, nah, the beat was there. The, there was the a beat, beat was already there. There was a beat, so hook who, and a verse. Who did the beat? D-Love. Uh, D-Love. Oh, okay, yep. Yep. And then um, <clears throat> I did, there was two gaps have fallen yep. for a verse, and then 
Poetic came over with Big Mike. And so did you just get those two just because they happened to be there? They actually or? come over, Big Mike come over for an interview, interview on Rep FM. On Rep FM. That's why Solely he was for there. That. Yeah. yeah. He oh, wasn't there bro. to do the song. He was only there to come on the interview. And he was interviewed by Pucks that night. And when he came in, he uh, Jay also showed him a song that we were promoting then called Up In It. And he yeah. goes, is this your song? And he liked it. And he goes, got anything else? And, you know, Prestige was like, play. <laughs> How about this, bro? Go, whoa, this slaps, bro. And he just went in five minutes and it was done, bro. He was in there. And that's what we need. That to, that's yeah. what, what we need to adapt here is their overseas mentality on how they work. They have a a, a drive and a work oh, ethic man. that we don't have here. Man. We're on. We're driving Hondas here. They're on for V8s, bro. Yeah, like it's, I think it's you know Kiwis. We've got that chill mindset. We are chilled, like really, really chill, which is good in some aspects, but yeah. it's bad in others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. my partner's Indian, and I've mm-hmm. been to India, and mm-hmm. they work relentlessly as well. Yeah, man. yeah, but. You know, I, I let it motivate me. Mm. You know, I'm like, nah, I got to keep working. Because yeah. you got to work harder than the, the person next to you. You, you know? got to, bro. Yeah. yeah you got to. You yeah. can't expect everything to just come to you. Nah, well, that's it, bro. You know what I mean? And Yeah, so. Anyways, yeah. we segue there. Keep going. <laughs> carry on, carry, carry on. on. Oh, and then, um, so. He did his verse, eh? Yeah. He, he, uh, I asked Big Mike if he could do a verse. Yep. And, yeah, and he said yes. And then, um. We got in contact with Poetic, and then he I asked him if he could do one verse on there too, and then he did it too. Yeah, and man, the rest was history from there. Yeah. Like like we're saying, we had to be prepared for it because Big Mike said, man, if you can shoot the video tonight, night, that'll be cool. And then we did it. <laughs> I just I just knew it had to be done that yeah, night. Yeah. And shout outs to my man Peter Pedro. He left work to come and do that for us he just go bro I'll be there soon I know how big this is for your boy and I said man and this was in May because it's was got May. close to 10,000 views doesn't yeah, it yeah just hit 10 now bro yeah it's just hit 10 and that's cool for and that's his... YouTube that's not Facebook yes yes Facebook I was in... just gonna say that Facebook bro. inflates things three seconds Facebook yeah yeah because three seconds <clears throat> accounts for a view that's whereas a view. YouTube is 30 seconds 30 seconds yeah so, so yeah. we're 30 seconds deep so <laughs> YouTube is like gold medal. Yeah. Facebook's like silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and oh. it's, it's buzzy you say that because when we first started, I did put his stuff out straight on Facebook. And it did look good with 10,000 views on Facebook. You know what I mean? But well, they do. They have different algorithms. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have different algorithms. And yeah. depending on what you're trying to do, mm. you're trying to reach a different audience or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. both have their uh, reasons for using them as platforms yes yes that's right bro and, and it is good to have both you know what i mean but i thought i'll try and um smash out on his youtube because we released his other two songs on youtube and they just managed to hit a thousand views and i'm just like man they're dope songs we've got ten thousand on facebook but only a thousand over here so i switched up on the promotion and how we're going to switch it and i made sure that everyone drove to uh YouTube. youtube this time so you did a lot of the marketing towards youtube yep, as yep, opposed to yep, facebook yep, yep yeah yeah and <sighs> I just watch how the other big artists are doing it, man. Like the tip that I can give anybody out there, man, watch people that are already in the game that you like that's from America or from anywhere else that is actually doing it and how they're presenting it. If you look at how I put his songs out and you look at uh, Tech 9 for example, look at the posts, they're similar. Mm. I just looked at what they do and I was like, well, if they're doing this like this, this must be how they're thinking and yeah. how it's working, which it's come working. on, which come with a little short video and don't say watch the full video here it just says watch now which made a big difference because when people see a video and they say watch the full video here people are going to go 
straight to the video. They're not even going to worry about what's on that little video and so the like stuff. They're going to go straight you out. Post yeah. it on Instagram, me. Yeah, and, and put the link. Yeah, yeah, and then that's how we ended up driving it all over there. And I saw that from Tech Nine. You know, anyone could have done that. Anyone could have done that and made the views go that way if you want it. So the way that they worded it was this guy featuring this guy, da da da, and then they had a video which only had a verse of the song. Mm. So if you really wanted to watch the rest, you clock the view on Facebook and then you go clock the view over on YouTube at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? You get the two, two for one. Yeah. Why not? I'm about two for one. <laughs> I'll get, get the view over there and the view over here. Yeah, we well, can. that's right. That's right. You know what I mean? It looks, it, I mean, it looks good. A lot of those American artists use YouTube yeah. as a platform. We tend to use Facebook here more. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're Facebook, um, you know. And the thing is, is because we're getting, we're getting raped in data right now. New Zealand is the worst in the world for our data for New Zealand um, internet. Internet. Internet, you know, data what I mean? in terms of, of how much we have to pay to make this thing happen. Like, we pay like $80 here for unlimited package on Spark, where you go over to Australia and it's $20 for the same thing. But their fiber is not as fast, fast as, ours. as ours. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, we're like, what the hell? Well, why are we, you know, and, and then we look at we look at when people get Facebook stuff, you know, like. Facebook's free and you can get in there a few few free things. But as soon as you pull people out of Facebook and go to somewhere where it's going to cost data more when you're talking videos on YouTube and you play it, that is going to chew up so much more than what's been chewed up over Facebook. You know what I mean? It's yeah, such a yeah. small different difference. Because a lot of people watch that stuff yeah. via mobile mm. as opposed to a home computer. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's where we're at right now. And that's where it comes down to the data. Some people don't have data. You know, because they can't do all that. So they're at the thing just doing what they can, you know, little bits and pieces. So I understand how Facebook views will go up way over um, YouTube straight away. But yeah, it's a valid point though. Yeah, the data thing. Yeah, because we can't afford to really watch it. You know, and if they can't afford to watch, they're going to wait till they go to a data free spark, you know, out there, wherever it is, McDonald's, KFC, and then they're going to watch it. You know what I mean? But some of these kids can't even afford it. You know, can't even afford the data. But you get that free Facebook data. That you can watch videos too for free on it. I was just like, man, no wonder why the views look good over there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because the kids. Well, can I just... mean, their their internet is uh, on a different level. To yeah, ours. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly in terms of that. in terms of their uh, mobile yeah. packages, anyway, because there's two aspects to it. There's mm-hmm. you've got the fixed broadband, which is fiber, which is under the ground, and then you've got the cell tower mm. Wi-Fi. Yeah, which is yeah, which is terrible compared to Australia. Mm. But then our fiber is better than Australia, so it's 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 pretty funny. Actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember going to Sydney and, and seeing, um, whilst staying with one of my friend's uh, partners' places and stuff, and I was trying to use the internet just at home, mm-hmm. and it was so slow. I was like, "Yo, man, what the hell's up with this?" <laughs> <laughs> These youngers need to hear the beep. Yeah, yeah, know what it's all about. Dial up, yeah, dial the dial-up days, man. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Have you done any traveling overseas yet? No, no that'll yet. that'll be the eye-opener for you. Yes. Yes. Traveling to. expands the mind, man. He's been on his first plane to Christchurch. I thought oh, I'd yeah. take him down there and meet yeah. his cousins down there. Yeah, yeah. How did you find Christchurch? I was all right. Yeah. Just Cold all me. right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just all right? Yeah. It was mean down It was down pretty there. cold. Oh, yeah. It's, it's cold. We man, well, it's, mild temperatures are here compared to other places in the world, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're way different out there. It's yeah, hard, hard. In the morning when we left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what's what's happening now? And um, so you're pushing this this song. Yeah. Uh, and then what's what's the plan? Ooh, let us know the plan. What's your next one? You got something? We're gonna actually do the song. Song. 
for you later on yep. of the next song that we're going to do. He's oh, going to nice. bust that verse. He's going to bust that verse. Nice, nice. Yeah, so. So that? do you? So what happens? So do you sit in a booth with a beat and then you just write? Does Prestige give you a beat? What's what's your process? Do you write some rhymes yeah. and then? I'll, like, so I write something and then he helps to like fix it up make it sound just polish good. it yeah. a little more yep so yeah. he writes how he thinks it is and then I'll put my effort into it and anybody else that comes in they're like we've had heaps of people help of his writing way back then because he didn't know how to write anything or understand anything so yeah. what we were doing is okay what do you want to talk about where do you want to go with it and how are you going to do this How? what's your flow so if he can come up with na 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 then we've got a flow you know what I mean yeah, okay, yeah. we're going to put words to na 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 now you know what I mean and yeah. that's how we'll put it together we'll put everything together like that I do help him out with everything that he's doing over there because you know what I mean I want it to be polished when it comes down to it I know what it takes when it comes to music so at the end of the day the more he learns about this and the more he goes to school the more better he'll get in his writing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you how do you, how do you balance that doing the music and, and going to school oh, damn how hard it is because it is hard it is hard yeah it is hard mm. what's the hardest probably like getting to class <laughs> Getting up in the morning? Yes. <laughs> man, are you yeah, you must live at our house. You you can tell that this was, everything that you said is true. You know what yep. I mean? Like the getting up in the morning, getting to class on time, making sure he's got the right uniform. Man, <laughs> just reminds me of me when I used to go to school too. So I know why. I know why. At least at least you've got something there that you can work on, you know what I mean? Yep. Like um his teachers uh, I, I give them my number because uh, you know, I just say to them as soon as he mucks up, let me know. Let me know. I'm going to get everything sorted and I'm going to make it happen for him. So they yeah, text yeah. me and ring me once or twice a week, bro. Right. About what he's up to and how he's doing things and that. And you know what I mean? Like now that we're out on the radio, because he's pretty much taken a lot of days off, like School. half days in the morning to come out and do these radio things and that. And the teachers that, allow it. Yeah, they're allowing it now. Well, they probably see the potential. That's why. Yeah. 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 And uh, they always tune in and stuff. What about some, your friends? At I school, agree, yeah. Are, like are you like the cool kid now? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, yo, can I be in your next video? <laughs> I'm trying to get them in the video and again. Now nah, they're all shy and now nah, they can't dance. I, said, I don't expect them to dance, just be in the video. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll get them in there, eh, son? Surely. One day. Surely, surely. Food. That's the way to do it. Kids love food, man. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Look at this guy. <laughs> bigger than me. Ah. Eating up all the eating up all the profits. <laughs> so where do you, so where do you want to go? Like where do you see your career? Worldwide. Worldwide? Okay. Oosh. Hit those festivals, eh, son? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I got Waitangi festivals coming up too. Oh like yeah. Next year. And so with, yeah, so with the festivals. So do you tell um Prestige I want to perform at this festival or do you just be like hey this will be a good festival nah, um i tell him me, yeah you're performing <laughs> <at this festival. laughs> like, hey. yeah. yeah and then i got up uh, i have a performance tomorrow with um poetic at the grayland festival yeah, yeah. yeah. For yeah. Oh, on saturday on saturday yeah saturday coming up so it's got the got the base fm thing that's coming up there and i've got to give a shout out to poetic man like he how did you two link up you and Poetic? The radio station, bro. Same like, thing. Rep yeah. FM is the link Between, to everything. For it's everything, the hub. Yeah. It's the hub for everything. Uh, it's the hub for artists. It's the hub for DJs. 
it was the actual link between us and the council that got us the job yeah. that we're doing now. You know, what and I mean? you're you're in the hub of hip hop as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Like the Deep hub of hip hop is South Auckland. South Auckland, yeah. Man, yeah, we're in we're in the heart of it. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So take advantage of that. Mm, live and breathe. I mean, yeah. that's how he got what he is now. Like he's you know, Rippy Fem's ten years old. He's only fourteen. Mm. So when he was four years old, some of those artists <laughs> and people that were coming in then. I'm looking at him like he was only a little kid. Now he's got D-Love. three videos. You know, D Love was back there way back then. You know, there were so many people that were watching him, and that's the network now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the people that I've helped out in their careers. You know, they they're always asking me, "Oh, are you going to do music? You and you know, and Rick Dawson." I was going, "Oh, when we when we will, we will, but not at the moment." But when I found out he wanted to get into it two years ago, mm. I knew I was going. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. I realized my purpose now. I didn't become a rapper to become the greatest rapper. I became a rapper to learn the industry so I could teach the greatest rapper. Right. Oh. You like that, mate? You like that plug, bro? You like that plug? All right. <laughs> but that's what it was. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like now, everything I've been through, I can pass it on to him. Everything that Hook Bang has been through, we can pass it on to him. So was it natural that you got into hip hop or did you kind of mold uh, him into that? I was like, I was he wasn't even into it. Yeah, he wasn't even into it way back then. Well, 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 so besides hip hop, what are you into? What are you uh, into, mate? Dirt bikes. Dirt bikes. Uh, yeah. uh, dirt bikes. Yeah. Oh, Mountain Cross. bikes, you know, so the wheelie, the wheelie yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his song Up In It was come from that from because there. he's into oh, nice. the wheelie, wheelie things in that and we actually got a chance to um, perform at one of the hosts that did a wheelie comp. It was a wheelie comp, and we oh, were like, man. we got a song for that, you know what I mean? And yeah, gave yeah, him yeah. the song, got him to perform there. And instead of me, like, marketing uh, a song out there, I said, why don't we put that money towards a prize for the winner? And we, we gave, gave the winner, yeah, yeah, five, yeah, yeah. $500 for uh, the winner oh, of the bike nice. comp, yeah. And then they put the song, and they synced it to their little ad of Ads. the of, of, of the comp. Yeah. 80,000 views later. Wow. Yeah, we were like, it's the best 500 we ever spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, all the wheelie boys just started playing it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, now they're all just pumping it out there now, so. So, w- uh, would you ever get him to do anything with Anonymous? <sighs> Waiting. Anytime. I had him on here. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yep. A, you know, that, that, that brother there is one of our hosts for, uh, one of our hosts, sorry, one of our judges for Rip Your Beats. Yeah. Since day one. Since day one. Because I know he's a beat maker. Yeah, I know yeah. he's a great person when it comes to that. So we always thought, well, why not get people that are local and mm. that are great at what they do? Mm. So he's been a judge for the first, well, for the whole lot as well all yeah. of them every single one we've had we're, he's we're, such a talented dude man he's over talented you know what i mean like his talent out i don't out, yeah i don't think he gets the props he deserves that's right that's right yeah you know what i mean because the talent that's out there right now there's so much things that's connected to that man you know what i mean yeah poetic in them yep the movement they're all connected to that you know we're talking ermine in them you know we're talking classical people face killer stuff that was out there yeah mr six stuff that's out there you know that dude's work with all of them and these and these guys are all in your hood yeah right? waiting, like, for, I, waiting I grew, for the call brother yeah, waiting yeah. for the call like <laughs> i grew up in west auckland and like we got our own little yeah. rap crew and stuff mm. but like the hub is south auckland man yes. everyone knows that's where it's at yeah man I, I like for him to work with anybody that is ready to you know that believes in what he's up to i mm. do you know, have if, people i do want to work with so who do you want to work okay with? so who do you um, want to work with so chung Ni. Chung Lee. Oh, yeah. Chung Lee. Okay, you I like, like his songs. Oh. He's dropping Sav. exclusives right now. Yeah. Sav. Yep. Savage and um, 
And Lucan, that's it. Lucan Razi, eh? Yes, yes. Nah, yeah, those, those are good. So, so why them? Why them? I like Chung Ni, how, uh, what he talks about in his um, songs. and His singing songs? Yeah. The R&B stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sav just... He's Because yeah. Savage is just... Well, yeah. Savage is the man. He's the festival artist, that's all, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always tells them, I mean, like, we're always kicking it. And, like, if sometimes Sav does some tours in New Zealand... He always sometimes takes me. Yeah, and he'll, he'll take him. He'll just like, bro, come jump. You, you can crash in your That's cool, man. man. Yeah. Like, we you, you need to, like... Be appreciative of that, man. Because she's um, showing me what it's gonna look like. Yeah, yeah. When I get like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, when you get like that, and you didn't say if, because you know. Yeah. When's better than if. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the confidence. It's good. Yeah. That's that. good. That's yeah. good. And Luke and Razy, because man, he's pretty much he's like, like my teacher. cousin. <laughs> he's he, and look, you heard of Luke and Razy? Yeah. And check him out, man. Like that young man. He's been on our course since. Probably the second course that we started, he actually come and approached and said, bro, how do I get on there? And ever since then, man, I've just seen that young man grow. And because he's grown in the studio, he was influenced by him watching him. Right. And just watching him do that thing, man, I was just like, wow, man, you're going to get him into music soon. And then one day he goes, dad, how do we make a beat? And I showed him how to make a beat on machine. It's a, it's a little beat making thing. And I said, oh, this is what I teach the kids. So what's your idea? He had a little sample. We pulled it off and we didn't end up using the sample. It ended up with something else. And that was the start of a song, Call Me Just a Hustler. Yeah. And that's what he ended up with. I was just like, wow, okay, cool. Mm. There it is. And that's so how he- we made he, the beat first then. Yeah, we and ended up making the beat. And then- A couple hours later, then I wanted to rap on the beat. Yeah, because <laughs> it was a beat first. He didn't want to rap. He just wanted to make a beat. And then we go, well, why don't you call yourself what your auntie calls you, Juddus, which is another way for Justin. And I said, well, let's take a song. Call it Juddus the Hustle. Because all the songs coming out, they're like, dub it, dub it, dub it. Well, that's just kind of the evolution of hip hop and where it's gone. Yeah, it's changing that way. It's changed a lot from back in our day. Oh, it was boom, bap, hard. And you had to come with conscious bars back in our day. But now they can, you know, say things in a dub it, dub it, dub it, you know, and it's simple. But if it's catchy, these kids are taking it, you know what I mean? So that was a good start for how it is. And. He, he you, got into it and he was away. Have you ever been to any of the battle rap events? Yes. Actually, me and Hookbanger judged the earlier days. Yeah. Like, way in the it's earlier changed, days. Heaps it's changed heaps now. I just had the, the current champion, Alenso, mm-hmm. who's actually from Otar. Yep. Um, so, and it was cool talking to that guy. Mm. And once again, yeah. another dude in your hood. <laughs> um, but it's... It's interesting watching that scene as well because that's it's a grown. whole nother beast, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole nother beast. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. You're going to make your appropriate if you ever jump in the ring, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, you yeah. you got to get your boxing training up for that place, man. They'll find eat you up and spit you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different type of beast. Yeah, it's it is. a different type it of is. beast. Yeah, you came up to one of them, right? Uh, recently. Yeah, I went to the recent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I've had two of the battle rappers on here because mm-hmm. those guys, I think the battle rap scene is still. It doesn't get enough exposure. Yeah. I think a lot of people still don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Battle rap, what's that? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, True that, yeah. No, no, it was good judging it. It was hard because we had one of our boys that was in there and he got munted. <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he got toasted. We were, you know, we were the judges were like, man, you sh- yeah, no, you lost, bro. <laughs> this follow one, you know, because, you know, even though they was our boy and all that, it was all about the culture. Well, and there, the could thing. there be any kind of crossover between... We Rip actually and, and one outs. We actually had um, one outs coming through and doing it through our station for a little while there too. Yeah, maybe about three years ago now. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, it was yeah. actually happening in there and that. 
Um, I think that the main thing, because I, I like what Dila does. Like, he films he, it all. Yeah, he, and he then, works really hard, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look at, you know what it takes to do what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just imagine what he's got to do when it comes to that film, everything, boom, edit it, boom, put yep. it out there. You know, everyone's waiting for that one video, boom, there it is. And what I like about it is his formula, because nobody is actually, like, you can't go live there when you're doing it, you know what I mean? You're not allowed to film it and all that, which is cool, because that's what our culture is. As soon as somebody's doing something, out comes the phones and everyone's, you know, like this and starts yeah. filming, but that's a no-no over there with them because they wanted to hold it and then make sure that- when They wanted it to be the best product yeah, it can. Yeah, when it comes out, it's on, you know what I mean? It's guaranteed that where it needs to go to. So, man, it's actually working really, really well for for, for the bro there now and that, and he's doing really well. He's getting big artists. Like, he bought over that Devastator, I think it is. Oh, Disaster. Disaster, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he came to Rip FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I watched that interview. Yeah, yeah. man. I was just That's like, crazy. wow, wow. Because I think d is trying to get him over again. Yeah, well, look at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's playing the game right. You know, who knows who the superstars are in that realm? Yeah, yeah. So bring them. You know what I mean? Make it happen out there. So, man, it's... It's, it's, it's just you know New Zealanders we're, we're picking up our game but at the same time I watch the Americans and you know everybody overseas and their work ethic like I say we're we're, we're pretty chill compared to them you know what I mean yeah. to everybody else with that being said though hmm. I've found that every time I've gone overseas mm-hmm. I've ended up appreciating New Zealand more oh tell me about it bro like uh, there's a lot of things I think we take for granted here <sighs> like if you took everyone in New Zealand mm-hmm. and then you yep. put them in another country for a while I think people would, and then you took them back to New Zealand. I think a lot of them, yeah, their mentality would be different. Change, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I've been to, um, I've been overseas too, bro. I've been to Thailand. And that's some third world shit, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Any part of Asia, man. I, I appreciate it. it. As soon as I come back, man, I've got proper water. You know what I mean? You don't have to buy it from the phone shop all the time. You know, You're running water, just the simple things like that, bro. You know just the I mean? air you breathe, man. You know? Like the pollution. The, Man, we got we're so lucky. We and it's we've got to we've got to you know, like you say, bro. Don't take it for granted. We're lucky we're here. You know what I mean? In this country, there's a benefit here. <laughs> yeah, that's you know right. I mean? there's, like in India, for example, there's no benefit, man. If you don't work, you die. Mm. It's 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 crazy. Crazy, man. So it's easy oh. for us to kind of just criticize things, blame mm. the government, you know. But it's right. like, hey, hey. In yeah. the grand scheme of things, man, we got it pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have it pretty good, and only we can change what we what our what we're destined to be. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like if you want something, you got to make it happen. You know so, because I mean? obviously, through what you do, through your line of work and mm-hmm. everything, you meet a lot of young people. Do you meet a lot of people with a chip on their shoulder? Yes, who are just hating and just yeah. got a bad attitude. Yep, yeah, I do meet a lot of those people in there. And are you able to kind of give them some advice and mold them and? Steer yep. them in the right direction? I do, bro. I do. I don't just say to them, man, I don't need to hear this shit. You know what I mean? I don't do none of that to them. Man. If, if I don't, I know, that doesn't work anyway. Yeah, yeah. If, if I know I can help them in some way, if they've come to me for a reason, then I know that I can change them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like part of the course that we're doing, like the, the local boards in our area, they funded the course. But part of the thing out there that is they don't realize is there's some social work that ha- has to happen before the music kicks in. Yeah. So when I say social work, like you say, some people come with chips. Like, like I'm, I'm talking like not just chips on their shoulders. We're talking active criminals. We're talking active people that were actually drug dealers at those times and yeah. then wanting to find a way to do what they wanted to do, bro. And that there was like, there's a reason why I'm doing this. I'm going to break that cycle of these people and give them something to look forward to. You know what I mean? So to know that these fellas that were passionate about something found a way into it, 
man, I'm, hap- I'm, I'm happy that that happened for those fellas. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And like I say, some kids, it took me just about six months to just get to know them. You know what I mean? No music was involved at all. Have and, to build that relationship yeah, first. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, some of them had chips on their shoulders and some of them just didn't like life. You know what I mean? Didn't know what they were going to do. But as soon as they've molded themselves and they're like, actually, bro, I think I can make beats. Or actually, bro, I think I can write. You know what I mean? I say, cool. Only you can do it. I can show you how to get there. I can guide you. But I can't rap for you. I can't mm. say it for you. And I can't do it. And I can't, you know, clean up. That's all on you guys. And then that sort of mentality helped out big time, bro. You know what I mean? When I, when I say big time for that is we broke down the barrier and found passion in there. And once we found the passion, I could turn it into their profession because yeah, I yeah. knew how to, you know, transfer those skills into a working environment. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks that if you're in the, in the rap game or the artist game or whatever, that you're only going to be a rapper. Think of the things outside that rapper. There is transferable live, skills. There's man. live sound that you need to know about. There's a DJ that you need to worry about. There's stuff in the background. There's recording. If you're a shy person, you don't have to be the rapper on the stage. You could be the producer that doesn't go on the stage. You know yeah. what I mean? And as soon as they figure out that they can fit in the system, what they want to do, then it works for them. You know what I mean? Because then I can focus definitely, okay, if you want to only record, cool. I've got all these guys that want me to record for them, but I'll give it to you guys and... You take this amount of money, you have this half, and I'll take my piece from for having the venue for them to come and record it. They yeah. really want me to record, but I'm just like, no, nah, I've got the time. I've got other projects that I need to get done, but I've got the student that's getting work experience now. That's what I mean about passion and turning it to a profession. When I say profession, it's like how do they make money out of these outside things besides the rap? Do you go into schools and talk? We're actually in the schools next year now. No, I'm yeah. actually in his school teaching at Southern Cross Campus next year exactly the same program it's been funded now so i was just like man I'll do oh it. nice yeah yeah i'll do it well, easy as and do you work in conjunction with any of the you know universities or institutes nah, or anything no nah, no nah, i'd love to i'd love yeah, to yeah. you know i mean like the program's got you know it's got legs it's got a beast you know it's got beastie mags on it you know what i mean like yeah. it actually travels you know and it does its thing i do think there's <clears> some <throat> courses though that you don't actually need to go to nah, uni and nah. study you there's no point forking out eight grand on a course when you can just teach yourself on youtube yeah i don't i'm a, I'm a firm believer of that bro yeah like, I like believe- we're in that age yeah I actually, I actually feel the the face of education needs to change it does yeah it does man speak on it bro education is is the old school way that it was was taught like when i was going to school that just went in and out one ear bro like, yeah nothing there really got me you know what i mean and i needed something to grab me so when i when i seen that music and how powerful music is and if you've got a right program for this thing to happen and how the kids just get involved the good thing about well, me going into the southern cross campus school is my son goes there yeah he's the bad kid yeah he's not in class and all that but at the end of the day there's somebody that's influencing <laughs> the older kids you know he's a year nine and uh year 13s are influenced by that you know we're talking back in my days it's third form and seventh form Two different people, but getting influenced by a young person to see that he's done that. And now the teachers are like, how do we get that for some of these kids that don't come to their classes but love what he does? Yeah, yeah. And I was going, well, I'm your man then. I'll, I'll do what it, what it takes. I've got a program, pitched the program to them, showed it what it looks like. And so did like, they approach you first or did you approach nah, them? No, I already knew where there were some funds to get it to actually go but i needed a school to actually apply for it so i just went Ah. to the school yeah the good thing about the school 
back to rip your beats there's a beat maker that come in called oh, unknown and that's his teacher yeah he's a teacher for their pe oh true and he was in the rip your beats comp bro yeah. and i was just like hey remember me? yeah bro da, da, da. i said bro i need to get in the school yeah and we just channeled it like you say bro networks it was all about that so how does the funding system work uh um, depends what funding you go where, for. where do you go if you want to get funding for I don't, anything. I don't actually search for it anymore. I used to. I used to go and try to get as much funds as I could, funding. Yep. But I find that you're spending more time trying to do the paperwork and figure out how to get it than actually doing the process. Mm. You know what I mean? So I was just like, man, there's got to be a better way. And I've got a mentor in Māngere East that's, um, man, he owns churches and kindergartens and everything like that. And oh. he just told me, I always used to go to him for help and how do I, where do I do this and what do I do here? And he just said to me, he goes, mate, you need to use your own money. You don't need to rely on anyone else. As soon as you have to depend on somebody else's money, then they own you. They own you. And not just that, you can't plan your year because you don't know if that's going to happen or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. So I never, ever thought of it that way because I thought man it's money we need it you know what I mean it's amazing how many artists I know that don't really do any marketing or nah. don't put any money aside for marketing, for marketing. yeah yeah. like yeah. I, I know a couple of people in my inner circle that are that do marketing mm-hmm. yep. and so they've given me, given me a few tips and stuff but yeah it's, it's really really important yeah it yeah. is man you, you gotta learn that you gotta learn how to make that thing work I mean like some people are lucky and they get songs that go viral, so the marketing plan's already in place. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. That's just luck, though. Yeah, yeah, that's it's right. Very, very rare that very that happens. rare that that happens. But if that doesn't happen, it doesn't mean you're not good. It just means you need to start marketing your stuff properly and you need yeah, to get yeah. it onto the right places. Because the thing is, also in New Zealand, I find is everyone is a rapper, mm. or everyone knows someone who's a rapper. That's right. Yeah. That's you right. know, it's almost oversaturated, mm. so it's very, very difficult to stand out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, it is. And it's hard in this industry. Like we got fifty groups in Māngere itself. Yeah. And that's just Māngere. Then yeah. we're about a hundred in Otara. Man, the list and goes on. Yeah, yeah. And that's just what, a couple of suburbs. Yeah. And that's two little suburbs, bro. <coughs> that's not even all of Auckland. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean it. I know I know so many rappers that, you know, they're not making any money out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And even when I did hip hop it was the it was the same thing. Mm. But mm-hmm. so it's it's very, very difficult thing to um to do I, and I, I think people yeah. need to be realistic with their expectations mm. as well yeah that's right bro like, yeah. you know what I mean like, like yeah you can have a dream yeah. but be re- realistic, realistic about, about your dream because if you're yeah. not yeah. you're just gonna yeah, yeah exactly you know, bro exactly. hit rock bottom man exactly bro probably like, question your life oh <laughs> yeah doubt yeah. Hey, you know what I mean kicks yeah. in and I shouldn't, even, I shouldn't even live man <laughs> I just wanna die yeah <laughs> man yeah. that's the rap game bro yeah, and, and, and that's something that I'm trying to teach this young fella is when you're in this industry, you can't just be one thing. And it's hard to try and be everything, but you need a team. And that's yep. what I'm trying to teach this fellow. It's like, your money's not going to come from your song. Your money's not going to come from your video yet. Yeah. I said, but what you've got to have is ever hustles to continue and maintain you to go in there. So uh, I don't know if you can see it, but our money bag thing's here. Yeah, yeah. Thing's there. So is that, a, is that your label? That's Jay Hustle. Jay Hustle. This is all him. Explain what it is, Jay Hustle. Did you, who designed it? Oh, we got someone to design it for us, but nice. what we did is we just gave him the concept. So, what does it stand for? So, Speak up on the mic. So, like the bag. Mm-hmm. So the bag is a kitty. Yep. And that represents my Maori side of my culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's my culture, and then the money is my business side. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it. And I always tell him to put knowledge in there and it'll pop open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing that he needs to worry about is keep putting knowledge in oh, this sh- bag and that's what's going to go. But we've created this as a logo and as a... Um, you know, for, for his for his thing. So everybody knows now. That's this cool. Is, it's pretty dope, man. And it's not his name. You know what I mean? It doesn't say Jay Hustle on it. Well, it's not a Trump narcissism type nah, thing. Nah, nah, yeah. nah. It's <laughs> not none of that. You <laughs> know what I yeah. mean? The thing is, is uh, like I was trying to tell him, he didn't, he didn't get, he goes, well, where's my name? Why don't you put my name on it? I said, I'm not going to put your name on it because not everyone's into rapping. But we can cross over this market by just wearing something that's simple. Smart. Mate, oh, oh man, we went to dinner and we all were, my, me, my partner, all my, of us. my sons, and we all had this on, and we went into dinner, and then we pull up into this restaurant, and this lady was just staring at us, just like, man, what is she looking at? What the hell is she up to? And she just came over, and she goes, excuse me? And I was like, yes, and she goes, what is that? And we were like, looking at us, and tell them, and goes, oh, it's a thing, it's a clothing label. And she goes, wow, that's awesome. I'm from Canada, and I know that that's New Zealand, and it's Māori because of what it looks like she could see the tiki they should yeah, see the, yeah. the money and she knew that the money was new zealand she goes where do i get those from and i was just like wow and i said well he's actually a hip-hop artist and she said it straight away i'm not into that music but i like that shirt where yeah can i buy it i like it i want one man <laughs> we should have <laughs> oh, bought you one bro yeah. okay now nah, next time you're in auckland you come see me bro yeah, yeah bro. bro we'll interview you on rip fm okay <laughs> easy and, we and, then, and we'll, we'll give you a shirt brother and we'll give you a shirt oh i appreciate it bro yeah no nah, but that was the plan and and to and then i actually explained to him i said see that son that lady if she saw you as a hip-hop artist and you had your name on it she wouldn't give a shit she wouldn't even care about well, you. Well, yeah, and there's a negative stereotype as well. That's right. That's with right. hip-hop. That's right. You know? But because we had something that was universal, that could go outside of hip-hop and sit in other people's, you know, mind mindset, that it could go out to those. And when we knew this shit from Canada, we checked the Facebook page a little later because I told her, man, you just go on Facebook and we can think. And she goes, man, I'm here for three more days. Can you send it to this hotel for mm. me? And it was, boom, we made a sale. Yeah. And... I taught him about value. A lot of people moan and, and talk to us about, man, his shirts and his jerseys are too dear. And I said, man, you just can't afford. It's all it is. And they're like... Priorities in terms of where you allocate value, your money. Value, bro. Value is, is the key. Yeah. So this hood here is $100. And this t-shirt is $60. Yeah. And people complain, but we've got sales coming out there because the song that's just been put out is called I Got The Bag. And that's what the song was. Yeah. Everyone's got a Nike ad and a Reebok ad and this, but we've got a bag ad. It's but about they're using the, it's other people's songs And too. they're using other people's songs. So yeah. we already thought about it, you know, and then the reason why the songs come out like that, as soon as the song come out, how do I get those hoodies? How do I get those t-shirts? If you look at the video, there's a whole it's bunch of t-shirts of and jerseys that we're, that he's stacking up in the start of the video. We've only got like four left out of all that that was oh, there. The hoodies or the shirts? The or? hoodies and the shirts. Oh, damn. Two <laughs> hoodies and about four shirts left. That's all good. We can we get them made on the spot, but we bought a lot for the video, you know, so that there was a lot for the video. Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. But I knew straight away, as soon as that song goes out, they're going to start hitting Everybody us up. Where do we get them? And it was just coming from Australia. We send them all over the place. And that's what they don't see of this young man because that's his hustle behind the music. Yeah, They're yeah. looking at him, oh, like he's got a rap song. Yeah, but I bet he doesn't make any money So do song. you have access to their money or is Prestige like, no, nah, nah, let, nah, let him know how it works, there, boy. See, my dad holds it and I only get some. So he puts it into more investments. Yes, that is smart. <laughs> that is smart. I've actually got an investor coming on here uh, shortly in like a week or so uh-huh. and, and all about mutual funds and index mm. funds and investments because I think a lot of Kiwis don't actually know how to save yeah. or know anything about investing. So True. Yeah, uh, man, if you can learn this stuff while you're young, mm-hmm. 
I, I teach them. You have an advantage over a lot of other kids. That's right, bro. And I teach them to put the money to work. Like we've been raised and taught to work for money. But just that one word saying, let the money work for you, it doesn't make sense to some people. They're like, how the hell do I get money to work for me? Mm. You know, and then I have to break it down. Like, like when I told him about it, like um, he had a shirt that wanted to get, um, somebody asked him for a t-shirt. So I said, oh yeah, cool. Tell them this how much it's going to cost. Gave him the cost. It cost $60. It cost him $50 to make the shirt and print it. And I said, you only make $10 on there. But here, here's $50 for your week for your you know his lunch money or whatever he needed to do for that week and i told him you can either use that for your lunch or you can go buy that shirt and get it printed and send it to that dude take it to him i'll drive you over there ride your bike there who cares I'll just get there and then he was just saying to me he's going oh yeah as long as we get that there then you can you know i said and you've made ten dollars that's what i call making your money work for you yeah it's only ten dollars but it still work for you you know what i mean so now, now we understand how that works. You know what I mean, and, I, and, I've, and I'm trying to put that in there. I've, I'm a big um, fan of Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad Poor Dad. I don't know if you read books or anything, bro, but that book. I there, do not as much these days because I don't have much time. But yeah, yes, yes, man, Rich Dad, yeah, it's Rich good. Dad Poor Dad changed my life. Yeah, you know, it gave me the way, the way I am now is because of that book, and it's taught me that make money work for you. You never work for money. So I don't have a nine to five. I have money that I've had from years ago that just keeps working for me. Mm, mm. I put it out there, it comes back. You know, like I'm, I was looking at what do I invest in now and then Jay Hustle came out. I was like, well, we're going to invest in you. Let's do it, you know, yep. and it's coming back <clears throat> that way. You know, I said, the music, it's it's over for trying to sell the music now. Let's try and make it's sure a, that we It's got, a catalyst it's, for other things. It's an it's ad a, now. I, I yep. look at it as an ad. It's a it's your like whatever your brand is. That's your ad. You know the song, the ad. Yeah, you know what totally. I mean. And if you can get your head around that and you understand that you need to get into the gigs and you need to get into your merch and you need to own your masters, that's when it starts winning. Mm. You start winning. You know what I mean. He'll start winning. I'm starting to see the rewards of what we've put into him already now, just yeah, by yeah. the last drop of the song. Yeah. The song that come out, the sales that come up from our shirts. Like if we had sales for the merch that counted in the charts, would be in the charts. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we made more money on the on the merch than the music, bro. Yeah, yeah. But that's the important thing that I think musicians need to know. They got to figure it out. Yeah, you know I mean, you is gotta, it is it a hard though because obviously South Auckland has a bit of a stigma and a negative stereotype mm -hmm. I know Anonymous said this to me that you're a product of your environment yeah yeah yeah. You so are, if, if yeah. you are around negative people or mm -hmm. people who don't yep. have motivation or yep. ambition then subconsciously that can seep into you without you even knowing it it does so it how does. do you how do you make sure that you surround yourself with the right people and make sure that he does as well because yeah no it's, and, it's key it's yeah. key and that, the bigger and the bigger he gets you're going to start getting people that it's want get something worse. for nothing yeah, you know yeah, yeah, they'll yeah, try yeah, and yeah. befriend you because they want something they're after something they want what you've got and how yeah. you've got to where you got to but you're you're right bro like you are who you surround yourself you turn into what you're around you yeah. know what I mean? And if you're around a lot of negative people and people that talk negative. about other people, you know, behind other people's backs, mm. it's going to come back on you. You know what I mean? Facts. Like karma, karma works in mysterious ways. You know what I mean? You know, like I've had a lot of people, a lot of people take shots at us. You know what I mean? Us, Rep FM, everything. You know what I mean? We've had multiple chances that, you know, Rep FM is, is, is a platform. You understand what the platform is, you know? Mm. That's why we're talking here. But some people didn't get it. And they were like, nah, that doesn't matter. Nah, they don't do that. You know, they swear on their radio station. They don't, 
that's our culture. That's where we come from. So why would somebody want to try and take that away from what we're trying to achieve, you know what I mean, which is Rep FM. And most people who do that, they're probably doing nothing anyway. And and like, yeah, exactly. They're exactly. just hating. They're just yeah. hating. Because yeah. they're, you know, they're jealous of the success. That's right. And that's what it yeah. breeds. It breeds that stuff. Soon as somebody's doing it and, and it, and it just depends on the people too. Like if you're that person and somebody's got an issue with you, they'll try to shut the connection with you of everything around you down just because it's you. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was something that me and Hookbanger talked about is I wonder how much people are going to block us from getting this young man out there because he's our, well, my son and his nephew. Going into the industry, they'll be like, you guys have got your own radio station. What do you guys want to come here and promote him for? You know what I mean? And that was our thought soon as we know. But because of our consistency and because of the people that we've met in this industry, that's what got us through this this week. Through the door. Yeah, through yeah. the door, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was the networks with those people that count that kept us in the door, you know what I mean? Yeah. We helped out a lot of people in the industry and that, and we still do to this day. Oh, if you do good, it comes back. It does, it does, you know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes, that's what I hate about funding, bro. Like That's the, the major thing about funding is some people need that funding to live off. And I understand that. Mm. If somebody's going to give me funding and start doing what we do, and maybe those group of people or whoever they are have been getting that funding for 10 years or whatever, how many yep, years, yep. and we step in and take that funding, not off them, but they feel threatened. They're like, oh, wait a minute. Well, let's let's dig into their background. You know, yep. We've had so many people take shots at us and say, oh, they're connected with gangs or they do this and they do that. And I was just like, Pfft. Man, show us any place that says that we're gang connected. You know what I mean? If you're talking about my family or me and Hookbanger's family, this we can't change that. That's how they were brought up. You know what I mean? They might even be basing it just on based on your location. That's it. That's it. It And I admit, man, I'm guilty of this, right? Like when growing up in West Auckland, Mm -hmm. you hear about Otara, Mangani. It's like, yo, man, they're gangsters. You know, (laughs) (laughs) just all gangsters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then when you meet people from there, you're like, that's not. That's not the reality at all. Yeah, no, that's it. And the ones you got to watch really is, you know, the ones out in our area is the ones with the gangster minds, like not the actual gangster image, it's the mind. Because that dude with that gangster mind is going to go a long way, you know what I mean? Because he's come from shit that's, you know, like unbelievable that people won't even be able to deal with. So the music industry is nothing to him whoever that person is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'll step into their like, man, I could have went to jail for the last shit I'm doing. This ain't shit. You know what I mean? I can make this thing happen easily. Do you, you get know? frustrated with the media though? Because the media portray, they don't help the situation. Nah, nah. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody that I've met in Otara at Mangari, mm-hmm. nice ass. Yeah. I have. I can't say a bad thing about anyone that I've met from there, well, right? That's but yet the, the stereotype is, and this is probably where I learned it, is mm. from the media. Yeah. You know, well, that's it, bro. Or know? it feeds. So, say it feeds into a parent, mm-hmm. and then the parent, when they're raising the the kid, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're passing. Yeah, they're passing it on. Yes, yes. Well, let's put it this way, bro. I don't know if you've seen. Like I so say, my parents are from the era of the sixties and seventies when they all used to stay in Ponsonby. Right. So you know what Ponsonby is like now. Yeah, right? yeah. It's very different. So way back in the days, Ponsonby used to be South Auckland. Yeah. It used to be worse than South Auckland. If we were thinking of what South Auckland, how bad that is now, that's nothing compared to what Ponsonby used to be like in my parents' days. Mm. So what they did to get people out of there is, what do you think that they did to get everybody out of Ponsonby? Well, all the poly and the urban people, well, the majority of them, 
raise the rent up, raise the houses up. So yep. to live in Ponsonby right now, yep. you're talking a million dollar place and you're talking rent of $800 a week, a week. to stay there in Ponsonby. Yeah. Now that'll soon kick out people really fast because they can't afford to live there. You know what I mean? So well, some people seem to think that it's going to happen in Otara Manga. That's where and I was gonna, getting to, Yeah, bro. they're going to move That's where I was getting south. to. So yeah. if the price going up in Māori or Tara and everything isn't everything. working, because like right now, a house next door to my house where Repu Fem is, the rent there is 650 a week. That's 600, crazy. That's, that's, more, that's way more than my mortgage that I pay on this house. 650 <laughs> a week, bro. You know what I mean? So what's happening... Is exactly like what happened in Ponsonby back in those days. Yeah, yeah. We look at Mangere and Otara and the airport, New Zealand airport, Auckland airport. Mm. As soon as people land in Auckland, the first place they go through is Mangere. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the gateway to the south, you know, to everything that's out there. It's yeah, the yeah. gateway. you got to go through Mangere before Just you get to, get to anywhere else. in Auckland. You know yeah. what I mean? And if Mangere's got this perception of whatever it is that they're talking about, they're going to try veer off the traffic as much as they can so they don't mm. have to come through Māori. There was actually talks about a bridge that went all Sk- over South Auckland and went all the way to the city. You know how like in LA they got the... Like a flyover. Yeah, flyovers. And you know why they have those? So they don't have to deal with all the shit underneath, bro. Uh. But the community said no. So that bridge didn't work. So now they're going to up the prices. Now they're upping the prices out of Māori. A house in Māori, $700,000, bro, right now. My mum and them bought their houses way back in the 80s for 28 Oh, yeah, because a lot of people that own houses back in the day, mm. if they were to sell their house and move somewhere else, yo, man, they'd be millionaires. Wow. Like, like it's just crazy. Like I say, man, my parents bought it for 28K. It's worth 700,000 now. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at that. I'm just like, man. <sighs> and a lot hell? of people have to move. I mean, I'm from Auckland, and the only mm. reason I moved out of Auckland was like, yo, I want to buy a house. And I can't yep. do it here. Mm. And then based on the work I was doing, I was like, well, I can get the pay paid the same mm-hmm. somewhere else. And yeah. the cost of living's cheaper. So that's why I moved down here. And to be honest, Auckland's not that far. If yeah. I need to go to Auckland anyway, it's it's not that far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm. So Yeah, man. And it's hard for us out there, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that my parents bought the house and they kept it. So I moved back there to where my parents are and that just so they can help out with that mortgage because they ended up taking loans and then it ended up, I was like, man, it was only 28K, now it's worth 700 and we owe this much. What yeah. the hell happened here? Yeah. <laughs> but my parents weren't educated in money way back then, you know what I mean? They didn't mm. know how it was going to work or they hadn't read the Rich Dad, Poor Dad back then or else we would have had multiple <laughs> houses, you know what I mean? But in saying that, you know what I mean, like the... To actually get into a house in Auckland, like you already know, you you're all the way down here. It's virtually impossible, impossible unless you're on a ridiculous wage. Unless someone's on 100k a year. Yeah, and most, to be honest, most people that I know who own a house in Auckland, it's because their parents gave them like a three hundred thousand dollar deposit or something. Yeah, yeah, that equity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you have to have a really, really large deposit, and the people that maybe didn't, mm-hmm. they're a yeah. slave to their mortgage. Yeah. <sighs> You know, um, tell me about it, bro. Everybody is a slave to their mortgage now. Yeah, you know I mean, and there's ways you can work around it. I mean, I like how the uh, the Asians and the Indians do it. Like I've seen how an Indian family would move over to New Zealand first. 
they'll start working in a flat. They'll live in a flat for a little while, and then from that flat, they'll buy a big house. And then they bring the rest of the cousins over. Everybody everybody yeah. that lives in that house is all paying towards that mortgage. They have a big community aspect, similar to the Polynesians, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Europeans, we don't do that, man. We're just like, you know, get up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want my spare room. <laughs> but that's what we need to, um, you know, like the mindset of the Asians and the Indians is what our poly people need to take on. Yeah, we've got hundreds of people living in one house, but everybody needs to realize that you've got to slam that mortgage. So I see... And it can actually be positive because you guys have wow. big families. And there's so many of them. It just yeah. depends on if the kids want to play a part in it because some of the kids are like man I don't want to do I'm going to go rent with my mate you know I mean? yeah. or I'm going to go buy a car and that takes them out of the position of helping that house get owned you know what I mean and then yeah. another kid goes out then the parents are like man we can't afford we're selling the house and those kids as teenagers that moved out are happy but when they find out they've got no home to go to when they get kicked out of that then they realise shit we should have stayed at home and helped our mum pay that off and I notice no, a lot nothing. of young kids and make sure you don't fall into this trap is they they spend their money on a car mm-hmm. now the problem with a car is it's a depreciating asset it is it is you don't make any money out of a car i mean maybe if you bought a camper van or something you might get some money back on it but <laughs> yeah. but they're they're you know they're yeah. expensive oh, it's dead money once it goes out there car lot yeah right? yeah man never buy a car brand new <sighs> tell me about it because once you drive it out that car yard it's yeah, already it's lost devalued. That's the, yeah yeah it's devalued. straight away man. yeah yeah, but no. kids aren't kids aren't taught this. You see, it's funny you it's say not, that. It's bro. not taught in schools like that's right. Money saving, yeah. finance, all this type of Taxes, stuff. Taxes, GST. You know what? What it's everyone caught up. It's funny you talk about the cars, bro, too, because one of our students wanted to buy him a car, and he was going to high purchase it. We're talking a twenty thousand mm. dollar car, high purchase, Commie V eight manual. You know, yeah, bad, bad. I said, bro, does that make you any money? And he's like. Oh, it drives me to work. I said, okay, so how much is gas you're going to have to put in there, and how much is it going to cost for your rent? Uh, for your rego what about your warrant you know were you thinking about that and he was like nah and he, what do you reckon I said well if I was you because you like live sound go hire purchase a live sound rig mm. and he went and did that got him a 20 grand rig that I hired to the council now for him one of my students <laughs> yeah that he's paid off in about just under two years he paid that's it cool. all off that's cool and that's that's the type of stuff that we're teaching in our courses mm. in our classes is don't just become the artist and look the part with flash cars or whatever whatever I said make sure you're buying something that you can invest in that makes money back you know what I mean Tons. anything anything that makes money back so they bought them their own speakers microphones DJ setups so now people like their mates they're all in their 19s 20s you know they're like oh my mate's 21st he's like oh, yeah, I can hire the DJ and like, oh you got any sound system with that and he goes oh I got that as well so this is the cost 500 for this and you know like the DJ's is 75 to 100 dollars an hour you know and then yeah, they put a package yeah. together and then boom then they're selling that and I said see would your car ever get you that and they're like Nah, bro, thanks, bro. And I say, bro, just get you something, get you A to B, bro. That's all you need. You know, something really cheap, bro, under a thousand dollars if you can. Yeah, and then he got it. He just got it. Media, media teaches you that, man. It's like, hey, just get everything on high purchase, on mm. credit cards, on finance yes, and stuff. Yes, yes. We're teaching people that as opposed to saving. You know, that's right, bro. That's so right. It's, it's it's shocking, man. It is shocking, brother. It is very shocking out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, I'll probably wrap up there. Mean, mean. But bro. um, hey, this has been an awesome chat. Now, where's the best place for people to follow you? On 
Instagram, so it's J underscore hustle275, and Facebook is just J hustle. Just J hustle? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and all your videos are on YouTube, YouTube and stuff is, as well. Yep. Yep. Subscribe yep. to his channels out there. And yep. yep, and Rep FM. Yep. What's the best way of following Rep FM? The Facebook page is where it's at. Facebook is where it's at for us and that. So you can contact us on there. Hit us up in the private messages and that if you need music played on it. We don't actually just like playing music anymore. We actually play the videos. We're yeah. turning into that now. I've, I've seen that. Yeah, because well, it's turning into a visual medium. New yeah. Juice TV type. You yep. know what I mean? Totes. Like, you know, so it's like you, you show the video, then you got the artist sitting there with you, bro. You know what I mean? It's like, man, this is that guy that was just on that video. You know? <laughs> there it is right there. So yeah. you can find us on there. Yeah, set us up on there. Any of our courses, we're all on there as well too, brother. Cool, Thank cool. You. All right, but before we go, Jay Hustle's going to bust something else. Yeah. Something out for us. <laughs> you going to do some verses, eh, bro? Oh, yeah. All right, we'll do a verse. Cool, we'll do cool. A verse. We'll, do a verse. <laughs> we'll get a beat ready for you and then, and we can go from there. Sweet. Cool, as. Yeah. Jay Hustle. Yeah. One, one mic. One mic in there. A little something for the ladies. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, excuse, excuse me, miss. miss, I don't mean to be rude But, but they, they call, call me Jay Hustle around here and I'm that dude The way you're moving got me feeling your groove Looking pretty smooth with the way you do what you do So what up? Baby girl, what up? Can I get your number? Can I get your number? I ring you up like, what up? So what up? Chilling in the park on a lazy afternoon Me and all my homies with that Auckland attitude I see you looking from the side of my eye Can't deny you were blessed as a one of a kind Got my mind playing tricks on me Hypnotized Biggie Smalls told me Get money Maggie Styles gave me game I was taught to embrace And the smile on your face lets me know you wanna pick up the pace Let's switch it up to the next gear Keep it rolling I'm going all in Never folding I be your man girl J hustle up I get my grind up so we can both live it up So what up? Baby girl, what up? Baby girl, what up? Can I get your number? And can I get your number? I ring you up like, what up? So, so what up? up? Excuse me, miss, I don't mean to be rude, but they call me J Hustle around here and I'm that dude. The way you move me got me feeling your groove. Looking pretty smooth with the way you do what you do. So what up? Baby girl, what up? Baby girl, what up? Can I get your number? And can I get your number? I ring you up like, what up? So what up? Hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right, that's the show, guys. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe and support the bro Prestige and Jay Hustle. Young Hustle, get the bag. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.